It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. All right, whenever you're ready. <clears throat> and I am. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Gluck Show. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media and let uh, alert the neighbors. Let them know this goodness that you have found. All 250 <laughs> episodes now. Congratulations, buddy, on 250 episodes. We're a quarter of a thousand episodes deep into Here's Your Freaking Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to stay up to date, all things JLNK, including 249 previous episodes. Uh, just head over to jlnkshow.com. Uh, coming up on the podcast today, we're going to find out here in a couple of minutes what to expect when you are uh, going to your first sex party. I'd be so nervous. They took our jobs! A woman explains how you, yes, you, can have an orgasm with just your mind. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, then I found out that I'm sexually weak and mentally weak. Uh, a library is apologizing for a graphic weird monkey mascot. <laughs> we'll find out what happens when a dog tries to hump a hedgehog. We'll find out what happens when a soccer fan goes on a 15-hour drinking, drugging bender. You know, soccer fans are some call, sometimes referred to as hooligans. Right, that's hooligan they're, behavior. They're putting some hooligan behavior into the hooligans. Uh, we'll also find out what... <clears throat> what schlong cracking is. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Schlong cracking. It is not a, tra a tasty German treat. <laughs> we'll get to all that here in just a couple of minutes. All right, let's begin with, have you ever done it on public transportation? I have not. I've heard of the Mile High Club. I've never heard of the hand job on a bus club. The old uh, adage is, Warren, if she fucks you on the bus, she'll fuck you anywhere. <laughs> I made that up. That's not an old adage at all. But I think it's a pretty safe bet. If she's going to, you I mean, know. Maybe if you got like a sleeper cabin on a train. If she's going to get at your dick on a public bus, she's going to get at your dick anywhere, right? 22% of Americans admit that they've had sex on some sort of public transportation. Planes being the most common. Planes to me, plane sex is classy. You're headed somewhere, you're frisky, you can't keep your hands off yourself, you had a couple of cocktails. Anywhere else, bus, train, well, what subway. About a, what about a taxi? Yeah, a taxi's kind of hot. What about an Uber? That's kind of hot. This bus stuff we're talking about, nobody wants butts. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants bus stuff. Hey, there's butt sex, then there's bus sex. <laughs> yeah, we're having bus sex. Gross. I mean, I'm sure it happens. It has to, right? I imagine 12% of people that responded to the survey claim that they are members of the Mile High Club. 22% of Americans say that they've had sex on some sort of public transportation, with the planes being the most common. Men are more, of course they are, men are more likely to report having sex on public transportation because men are fucking liars. I masturbated on a city bus. <laughs> one out of three dudes says that they've had some sort of sex on, on public transportation. All right. Only one out of five women say that, yes, they have done it as well. Well, plus, if you break it down, too, there's Greyhound bus sex, then there's city bus sex. I imagine the Greyhound people look down at the city bus sex people. Younger people, obviously, are more likely to have sex on public transportation, while older adults are less likely. Survey found that 
30% of those between the ages of 18 and 29 admitted to doing the deed. So that's uh, one out of three admit to doing the deed on public transportation, as opposed to 18%. Oh, boy. Of the over 60 crowd. I was going to say, I thought it was a young person's game because you got to be flexible and willing to be uncomfortable. And the older you get, the harder that is. These seats, there's no room to recline. Although I'm pretty sure I saw a guy getting a hand job on a flight to Vegas once. Yeah. Yeah, he and his fiance were talking to us because like, we're on our first trip to Vegas. We're in our early 20s, very excited. And then, like, my buddy nudges me. He goes, hey, I think she's jerking him off under that blanket. Yeah. And then, and then low, it, it we and all. And then he sp- put his hand in your lap, and he's like, "Do you like it? Do you yeah. like this too?" Yeah. And then we all kind of noticed, like, yeah, they were they were being they were fun, they were drunk, but they were also she was giving him a hand job. So I guess that would count. Yeah, I think that counts. I don't know if it's supposed to be a reciprocal thing or not. I could imagine having a conversation with a bunch <laughs> of drunken hooligan twenty year olds while I was getting a hand job, but that's what that guy was doing. Well, yeah. I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. <laughs> What do you expect if you go to your first sex party? I expect to have a good time. Yeah. We learned on this podcast, or maybe it was a terrestrial radio show years ago, that the food at the sex parties is pretty great, that everybody brings their best dish because you don't want to be a fucking chump that brought something lousy. Right? You don't want to bring a casserole. It was very exciting because we had never thought for one second that there was going to be like a little open smorgasbord, like, you know, a little spread, grab some finger foods maybe. I mean, what loosens people up quicker than alcohol? Uh, food, yeah. Have a couple of snacks, have a couple of drinks. Rat a tat 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 tat, right? I brought deviled eggs. So, what to expect when you're going to your first sex party? We've obviously all heard stories about random sex parties. Very few of us, I mean, very, 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 very few of us have actually been to one. Plus, isn't it, doesn't a sex party have to have like an organizer? Like, someone's like, hey, I know a couple of people who'll be down. Like, let's organize a sex party. More like a organizer. (laughs) Am I right? These days, more and more people are owning up to their curiosity of what it's like to go to a sex party. They've got no idea what to expect, what's reality, and what's fantasy, obviously. I'd be scared shitless, man. I'd be like, I've never done this before. But here we go. I'd be terrified walking in there. My first thought would be, well, today's the day I lose my wife to somebody. It's only for a couple hours, I think. They a couple her, hours? Yeah, they give her back when they're done with her, Warren. You know, I, I'd be providing wor- she wants to come back. I'd be worried that I'd go to the sex party with my wife, because I don't think guys are allowed to go by themselves. You're not, no. And then, But I'd be worried that like she gets all the attention, and I'm sitting over there in the corner like eating my eggs that I brought. Yeah, giving yourself a hand job talking to 20-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, right? Perverts who are experts on the subject say your experience is going to differ depending on what type uh what type of party is being thrown you mean there's different kinds of sex parties I bet they have themes they're like regular parties maybe like Mardi Gras what's that party you always throw the midsummer night's dream party the very first step is to check with the host to find out what are the protocols what are the rules what are the themes and most importantly what are their policies sometimes you're you'll walk in and people are already going at it but other times you'll find that there's a social thing with games and performances beforehand. Oh, that's nerve-wracking. Hey, you gotta you have to play charades with a room full of people that are out there to fuck your wife. Oh no. <laughs> yes. And then there was one. Where <laughs> you walk in late, everyone's already going at it, so you like hurriedly take off your clothes. I would, like, Hold on, I was like, oh, hey, I'd much rather be that guy than have to play fucking games. Yeah. I'd rather walk in and be like, all right, cool, man. I'm just gonna blend right in. I don't want to be put on display. They're like, all right, your time to get up and draw for Pictionaries. 
there's usually a sex party. It's like they wander off to like corners and rooms. It's not all like one big orgy in the middle of the living room or the you know holiday and ballroom. The most important thing to know is that even though it's a sex party, you're under no obligation to have sex with anybody. For the most part, you'll find other guests are friendly, they're nice, they're chatty, and they're discreet. But occasionally, there might be a creeper who isn't going to take no for an answer. We call him the Warren. Okay. If you're not interested, just master the phrase, no, I'm not interested. It's hard to take no for an answer when you're not even saying anything. It's sitting in a corner. Don't ask in the first place. What if somebody just says no to you and you don't even say anything? No. I didn't, I didn't say it. No! I was going to... I, I I'm, I'm sitting here enjoying some wings. I was going to ask you where the bathroom was. No! You potty outside with the dog. They say, be polite, but be firm. And if they persist, just know, uh, get the host involved to resolve the issue. For the most part, sex party vets say it's easier to reject people at these events than it is in the real dating world. On the other hand, if you decide that you do want to get busy with somebody, having a pocket condom stash is very much in your best interest. Now, what if you decide against a sex party and you're like, no, I could take care of everything on my own with just my mind. A woman is explaining how she manages to f- cross the finish line just thinking about it. Oh, this, good for you. Now, uh, this can't be a thing that catches on. They took our jobs! <laughs> a woman shares a video with her followers joking that um, it's okay when her partner isn't in the mood because now she just thinks herself off. She explains... I'm uh, listening. She was on that Vice television show. She discovered that she could do it about three years ago, saying she started to have orgasms in her dream before realizing she could do it while she was awake as well. Boy, I don't know how you get anything accomplished over the course <laughs> of the workday. Uh, I'll be like, are you listening to me? I'm talking to you. Are you listening to me? If you could think yourself into something like that, I... I what are you, fucking Magneto? I don't know what you're supposed to... What are you thinking about? What? What do you think I'm thinking about? She now says she can yeah, do it watching, on... You're watching TV. Mm-hmm. She's sitting under the couch just squirming her to see. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is a DIY show. You're like, this is a pretty good show, I guess, huh? She says now she can do it on demand. I don't have to fantasize or anything. I can just think. <laughs> I can just think and it will happen. It's literally about being in tune with your mind and your body and realizing that an orgasm is more mental than anything else. I guess I'm, I mean it would make sitting in traffic not so bad. You know what stinks about this? She says a more an orgasm or morgasm. An orgasm is more mental than anything else. That's bad news if you're dummies like us. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you tell us that something is more mental than physical, we're like, well, fuck, there's nothing we can do with that. We're dumb. Thanks, lady. This is a useless skill for us. In 1992, researchers found that women who get off on images can also have psychological responses, things that increase blood pressure, heart rate, and pupil diameter uh, that, that, are actual, that are similar to actual stimulation. On this basis, we state that physical genital stimulation is evidently not necessary to produce a state that is reported to be an orgasm, they said. This woman agrees. She says, the orgasm I have from thinking myself off is exactly the same as a penetration orgasm deep within my core, and it sends waves through my entire body. They took our job. She said it's enhanced her sex life. Oh, I bet it has. 
It's an amazing talent, and I consider myself blessed. Yes. Yep. You are blessed. Uh, another Instagram star recently made the same claim that she can do the same thing with her mind. She even prefers it to having sex. Oh, but perfecting her technique, she says, in order for her to do it, she had to give up alcohol and meat. <laughs> she had to give up alcohol <laughs> and meat. She says she's so in tune with her body, she can easily achieve orgasm through sheer willpower and says it's more satisfying than actual sex or masturbation. It must be nice. She says now it's a fairly easy task, says the mother of one who has spent years perfecting the technique. She said there are a few tricks that will help you. That includes, though, detoxing her mind. Yeah, wouldn't be able to do that either. No, detox my mind. She needs to, uh, she says she has to have a clear head when she goes about it, so she had to give up alcohol. She doesn't eat meat. Um, and she's done it all in, a, in, in an effort to achieve a better orgasm and elevate her mind, which she says, check, 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 and check. She's done it all. Well, that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. All Hang right, on. so. I'm trying to think myself into a state of arousal. Hold on a second. Yeah, I got nothing. The If you get the opportunity to Google this story and see this costume, it is unbelievable that someone thought that it was a good idea. A library is been, has been forced to send out apologies for an inappropriate costume. All right, what do I Google? Um, East London Library monkey costume. For some reason, someone thought it was a good idea to invite a person who was dressed as a rainbow-colored monkey, complete with a fake ass and a massive dong. <laughs> you see it? Hey, hey, I'm looking at it right now. That is a huge monkey penis. Also an unnecessarily bare orangutan ass. And he's got nipples! The library has apologized. Some parents are demanding that someone be fired over it, but they had a kids' event at the library, and someone decided that this monkey, this monkey was the money that they needed. Hey, what is? Why would you need a costume like this? In a, anyhow, I mean, hey. the guys like all the monkey costumes are gone. This is the only one we have left. Okay, so the butt thing I get. You're like, all right, monkeys have bare asses. This is fine. If you get a chance, just just Google this. The, it's, the, you'll get it. The, and the, then then you got the nipples, and you're like, okay, you know, well, I guess orangutans and, and monkeys and stuff they have nipples, but the dick on this thing is so hey, big. I'm looking at the actor standing here right now, and the enormous flaccid monkey penis, which by the way looks very human, hangs down to almost the knees of the actor. It's it's a grossly exaggerated penis. Now, the minute you're pulling up your pants of your monkey suit and this knob is bonking around, you that's when you have to say, wait a minute, this costume might be a bit much. So much monkey dong. All right, what happens if you're just a humble little bulldog and you decide you're going to hump a hedgehog? What happens to you? Oh, you know what this little... Oh. A bulldog whose name was... His name is. It's not was. It didn't kill him. His name is Little Boss. A veterinarian is a veterinarian is speaking out about the bulldog humping a hedgehog. Oh, jeez. The veterinarian's name is what? Hmm. Peter Wright. Okay. Peter Wright is the vet in charge of treating the dog after injuries that occurred 
Well, the dog was trying to hump the hedgehog. I didn't know how, how prickly are hedgehogs. They're, I mean, they're pretty spiky. They're painful. But I think if, if you brush them the right way, it's soft. Oh, and I think once the dog starts humping something, right? I've never had a male dog. I've always had female dogs. Once the dog starts humping something, it's tough to, you know, get him to stop. Yeah. Okay, this is why it didn't stop then, I guess. His unit, his little bulldog penis was bleeding. The good news is, according to the vet, major surgery wasn't necessary. Oh, no. Little boss had to be neutered to keep him from acting on his hedgehog friend again. I mean, I thought after he started, he would stop. You know, once it starts to hurt. Right. I guess that's not the, how it works with dogs. Yeah, but it didn't stop me when I was a young man, so, you know. Ah, oh, man, I don't know who to go with with the worst person on the planet. Okay, I think we will. All right, all right, here's our last two stories. A fellow by the name of Charlie, he's a soccer fan. He didn't let his pride get in the way of his fandom. To celebrate England's uh, success, part of the Euro 2020 Championship, and of course, I, they went on to lose, right? They lost to Italy. Yep. This guy decided to celebrate the first few wins. He went on a booze and drug bender that lasted for 15 hours. After 20 cans of hard cider. Ooh, the hard cider gets him turnt. Hey, and cocaine. <laughs> hey, that's, that's why it was a 15-hour hey, bender. Hey, after 20 cans of hard cider and a load of cocaine, he says, he went... Okay, if this is a, a, an anti-drug, if, this was, if there was ever an anti-drug story, this is it. He drinks 20 hard ciders. He... Quote, unquote, a banging load of powder, which means cocaine, obviously. He called it a banging load? Yeah. That sounds hip as hell. He yeah, said, it's a banging load. He said banging a load of powder. He went on to stick a lit flare up his ass. I guess because how else are you going to prove that you're a fan? He stuck a lit flare up his ass. He then... He then stormed Wembley Stadium along with 2,500 other gatekeepers without a ticket, and he was able to get in. He says he has no regrets, and it was, quote-unquote, the greatest day of his life. <laughs> I can't imagine that next morning. Your ass is burnt. Your oh, head is just pounding. Yeah, I mean, the back of your legs are all burnt yeah, up. Yeah, your nose is bloody a little bit, probably. All right, schlong cracking. What is it? There's never been a Guinness Book of World Records documentation of uh, <clears throat> uh, penis cracking. In one, uh, okay. I guess I don't know what penis cracking is. The only thing I can think of is when you hear about penile injuries, when somebody comes down on it hard and okay. bends it, it cracks. All right. Um, in Iraq, it, uh, Iraq appears to be the global capital of the practice of Taquadam. Taquadam. Its technical name is, though, it's penis cracking. In one hospital, they've seen 172 cases of penile fracture. And most of those came from penis cracking. What is penis cracking? Oh, boy. Most, uh, you ask the question of why anybody would be interested in snapping their schlong. Oof. Before we get into that, they say, let's discuss the how of schlong cracking. Apparently, oh my God, 
<clears throat> Apparently, a dude will hold the back of an erect penis in place while bending the tip to one side. Oh, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> what is the point? What's the thrill? Does it feel good? It can't possibly. This is the most painful thing I've heard of. So you hold the base of your erect penis and you take the top and you bend it one way? <laughs> you, you crack it like it's a fucking you, celery stalk? You know, like when... Like uh, it's a glow stick you want to start. Let's pretend like you you have um you have a chicken, right? And you're holding the chicken, but you want the chicken to die. So what do you do? You grab his neck and you snap it, right? This is essentially what you're doing with your pecker. Why? You're holding it and then you're 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 pushing the tip to the side until it cracks because and you can't and it has to have uh, uh, you, you push it you push the erect member in you hold it in place while bending the tip to one side until you hear a click or a pop oh fuck which results in the rapid loss of what your erection absolutely um so wh why guys who practice this uh, many of them simply do it out of habit Oh, like if you, you know, like if you have to get up and go talk at the at the at the blackboard in school, this would have been a, hel a helpful tip. Would you like to come up and do this math problem? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but doesn't isn't that others uh, who break their boners do it to overcome an erection of unwanted desires? Obviously, there's an aspect here, a religious uh, aspect. Obviously, something I saw aroused me that shouldn't have. The a monkey costume with a giant donger. Yeah. The rest do it because they find it pleasurable. Refreshing. So you do it, but not hard enough for you to call yourself enjoy, permanent damage? Some and others do it because they enjoy the sound. Kind of like when you crack your knuckles is what they're equating it to. That can't be good for your, your dick. Um, for the rest of the uh, the dong universe, a, a fractured penis might not be all that appealing, you know, because it's a fractured penis. If you find yourself in that sort of a situation, oh, wow. If you find yourself in that situation, you should know that you've got about a week to get it looked at by a doctor to make sure that permanent damage hasn't been done. So people do this on a regular basis. The rest do it because they find it pleasurable refreshing or because they quote unquote enjoy the sound refreshing schlong cracking i can't imagine a scarier thing to do to yourself so there you go i i can't imagine why someone no. would want to be a, a part of this but i mean hey you do you whatever it is good luck and it's gonna be one of those snaps that you feel inside your entire body like just uh, oh what if like somebody in the other room recognizes that sound? Like the sound of cracking knuckles drives me up the fucking wall. I can't even imagine. So, oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> Have I been annoying you this entire time by cracking my knuckles? Well, not just cracking your knuckles. Oh. I mean, there's literally thousands of things that you do that annoy me. But oh. yeah, the, the crack. No, your, your knuckles don't crack that loud. I only do it usually when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. <sighs> I've never thought about a cracking penis. Awful. So there you go. There's your worst person on the planet for, for just, okay, so that's probably every day. It's probably every day. Whoever thought that this was a good idea and suggested it to somebody else and it started catching fire, that fucking guy, he's the worst guy. How do you even figure that out the first time? Like, it, I wonder if this thing bends around corners. Can it peer around corners? Is it like, uh, what's the thing they have on submarines that goes up? <laughs> is that a periscope? Is it 
I'll take Periscope for a thousand. Mm-mm. All right. So there you go. There's that's this week's episode of Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee Cluck Show. Again, if you dig the podcast, please share it around on social media because uh, we're getting dangerously close to a million downloads. We'd like to get there sooner than later, and we can do that with your help. If you don't feel like sharing, don't share. We can't tell you how to live your life, but we will tell you this. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.